Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you analyze what type of leader you are. I'll also be interviewing author Sebastian Richard, who shares his book, Lead Like a Superhero, What Pop Culture Icons Can Teach Us About Impactful Leadership. This amazing book uses popular superheroes as templates to train you how to be a powerful, effective leader. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Young John was chatting to his mentor, Nathan, about his future career options. I think that I would be a great leader one day, John proudly announced. Okay, well, I think I could be a bullfrog one day, responded Nathan. Nathan often came up with seemingly absurd statements and they continually frustrated and confused his young protege. Don't be ridiculous. I really think that I could be a leader one day. You could never be a bullfrog though, retorted John. If you think you can be a leader, why can't I think I can be a bullfrog? Because you can't think your way to being a bullfrog. You either are or you aren't, responded John. You're right, John. And you can't think your way to being a leader either. You just have to be one, said Nathan with a smile. John thought for a few minutes, then asked, but I'm young. How can I be a leader? Leaders are leaders, no matter how old they are or what their circumstances are. You can positively influence your peers to make better decisions, find a cause worth bringing attention to, or work with others to find innovative solutions to challenging problems. Whatever you do, stop thinking about being a leader and just lead. What kind of leader are you? When we grew up, we read about many types of individuals who are very influential in the world around us. When we think about these individuals, we think, oh my gosh, I could never be like this person. We compare ourselves to these individuals and we become frustrated because we think there's no way we could ever be like them. But did you realize that those leaders had to start somewhere? Think about your own life. You may have many wonderful hopes and dreams of things you want to do in the future, but the idea of how you're going to get there, how you're going to start your own company or own your own company can be very overwhelming. Think of a child. A child doesn't start to run. As we know, an infant just sits there. He learns how to roll over, crawl, walk, and then eventually run. It's the same type of thing when it comes to your leadership skills. Everything we do has to grow and develop. One of the most important things we can do right now is simply look at our life right this second. What are you doing to individuate yourself? In other words, what are you doing to just be you? Getting caught up in what your friends say or what the latest trend is or what social media says about you or doesn't say about you. What do you do to be true to yourself? When you can be true to yourself in every area of your life, in other words, being authentic and congruent, that is the beginning of being a really powerful leader. 
And when you're really aware of the type of person you are and look at those potentially blind spots in your life, in other words, those areas in your life that you may not realize are potentially a problem until you do some deep self-introspection. But when you do recognize those blind spots, you change them. When you're talking to your friends or any social situation you're in, pay attention to how you present yourself. How do you think your peers see you? How do you think the people in the conversation or just even in that social setting see you? Do they see you as someone who's argumentative, who's always talking negatively about other people? Or do they see you as someone who's open to dialogue, who's open to discussion, who has their own opinions, but who's open to hearing what others have to say? There's so many amazing traits of a leader, and that's why my guest today, Sebastian Richard, is going to be sharing his book, Lead Like a Superhero. It's a phenomenal book that really gives you insight and wisdom of how you can be a better leader, what a leader is, and, and how you can develop your own leadership style. But I really want us to take something very practical today is simply pay attention to who you are in the conversations you have, in the interactions you have. Do you find that you leave each of those situations making it better, making it healthier, making people smile, making people laugh, giving compassion to those people around you? The more you can practice that, the more easily it will be to be an effective leader. Many people can lead people astray, but the type of leader who can support your friend, support the people around you, is a type of leader that people will automatically be drawn to. Be an effective leader today. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Sebastian Richard is a Montreal-born speaker, leadership trainer, and co-founder with his wife of a faith-based leadership and coaching company called Thriving on Purpose. He is also the author of Lead Like a Superhero, What Pop Culture Icons Can Teach Us About Impactful Leadership. Lead Like a Superhero is an unconventional approach to leadership, perfectly tailored for a younger generation of leaders. It is informative, fun, and inspiring new way to learn about leadership. Welcome to my show, Sebastian. Hey, thanks, James. Uh, it's nice to be here. Yes, you are calling from Prince Edward Island? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining with us today. I'm down here in sunny Florida and you are up north. <laughs> and that's a great thing I love about technology is the world is not as big as it used to be. No, it sure isn't. It's a small world and getting smaller every day. <laughs> yes, it is. So once again, thank you for joining with us today. I can't wait to talk about your book, Lead Like a Superhero. That's going to be a wonderful conversation. And I'm really looking forward to getting your take on what it means to be a leader, specifically with this younger generation. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about you yourself. So you were born in Montreal and you grew up there, but it sounds from what I understand, the way you grew up, it was not the quote unquote optimal version of how a child should grow up. Um, it sounds like you didn't have many leaders yourself. So would you be willing to tell us how you grew up? Yeah, well, uh, I grew up in the poor neighborhoods of Montreal. My parents uh, were not stable people. Mm -hmm. They moved around a lot. Uh, they divorced actually twice. So okay. the divorce one was two, mm -hmm. after which I went to live with my mom and then my dad and then my grandparents. And then I was shipped to boarding school. Um, so it wasn't an easy childhood as, sure. as I was bumped around quite a bit. And then they remarried when I was around nine years old, mm. after which they had a super bumpy marriage for another four years. And they re-divorced when I was around 14 years oh old. Oh my gosh. And that one was really crushing. Um, like even if we weren't living, <laughs> weren't living the high life when they were together, uh, they were still together. And, mm -hmm. and if 
child growing up, it's always good to have his parents together. Yeah, that's what a child always usually always wants is to have that. So I'm sure when you're nine years old, it was wonderful. And then unfortunately, at 14, I'm like, I can see why that would be so difficult for you. Yeah, it was tough. And uh, so a lot of instability growing up. Uh, I did uh, at the age of 16, I had already done 11 schools. Oh, my gosh. So I was always a new kid, pretty much. Uh, that, that made me uh, uh, more shy and reserved, I guess, and uh, sometimes bullied. So it was a tough childhood, uh, tough growing up. And the thing that was lacking the most in my growing up years was a good, sound leadership. Yeah. And usually the place we get it first is from our parents. Mm-hmm. And my parents didn't really offer that. My mom was too busy just trying to survive. And my father was not the leadership type. He was very uh, irresponsible and he was, he was not the type of man. He was, not, he was not mean with us, but he was just not someone who held down a job and mm-hmm. who did the role model you want The role model you wanted, of course. Especially needed, yeah. Sure, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so those were tough years. So when you were growing up, who were the people that were leaders in your life? Yeah, so that's the interesting part. Uh, I found that um, we always pursue what we lack. Mm. And we do that oftentimes unconsciously. I mean, for example, if you you look at in relationships, a man will be drawn to a woman because she has certain attributes that Mm -hmm. he doesn't have. Sure. Uh, And it goes also for, if you look at at those who've studied psychology, oftentimes those who've studied psychology, well, either they suffered from mental illness or someone in their surroundings or close family or friends suffered with uh, mental illness. So that drew them to the profession. Uh, And and it's on and on in, in so many other spheres. And I find it's the same thing with leadership. If we severely lack leadership, it can be a path to pursuing it with a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to me. I actually, there were two lanes. There was also the fact that my parents divorced twice. So as a result, I, I really wanted to succeed at my marriage. So mm-hmm. I started all kinds of books on how to be a good husband, uh, uh, women's psychology, uh, how to have <laughs> marriage and, and, and on and on. That was one thing. But leadership was uh, maybe a little bit more late in coming, but it was still a lack in my life. So what happened growing up is since my dad was not that great leader, uh, I started looking to leaders in my church. Mm. I, I was still a church goer and there were some good men there that had uh, strong, solid families and they had, they had good values and uh, they exercised uh, their leadership on a daily um and on a daily basis. Sure. So for me, consistency, mm-hmm. very consistent. And for me, that was great inspiration. And, and uh, I looked at these guys, but also uh, on another lane, uh, <clears throat> growing up in my teens, I really liked reading comic books. I think we all did. Yeah, I could definitely, I can definitely attest to that as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know, right? You're drawn to comic books. Mm-hmm. You love comic books. And but you don't really realize what you're gaining from reading sure. it. I mean, you're entertained for sure, but there's also a, a, a void that gets filled through reading comic books. I it's mean, very fantastic. And I've got yes. some great leadership principles from Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America, uh, and I didn't know at the time that that's what was being filled, or basically that's what I felt. Let's let's just boil it down that way. Sure. I, yeah, I, I, that definitely makes sense. I wanted to ask you, though, so just so my listeners understand the specifics sure. of this, what is your idea of a leader? And so therefore, we're all on the same page as we kind of discuss this. Yeah. See, when I first started my John Maxwell training, 
uh, I learned a, a great deal of principles about what good leaders are and what the good leadership principles are and all that. But I've realized that I've grown into my own leadership skill and in my own leaps and bounds and in, in my knowledge and application mm-hmm. that in order to be a good leader, first, you need to lead your own life. Mm. And a lot of people fail at that. And a lot of people uh, actually absolutely need that. Yeah. So not only lead it, but so to manage it and develop it. I think sometimes a leader, they think, oh, the person just makes a decision. But it's also the developments, the nurturing aspect. So I think there's so many things that go along with being a leader because you can teach someone the direction to go. But if you don't, if you don't help them grow and develop into their own person, then all you're doing is just moving them along. You're really not training them. So I think there are so many factors that go along with what a leader is or a healthy leader is. Absolutely. You're absolutely spot on. And I was listening to Miles Monroe a while back and, and he was explaining that, that we often have the erroneous idea that in order to be a leader, we need followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's partly true, of course. I mean, leaders have followers, but sometimes you are a leader, but you just don't have the followers yet because you are actually uh, invested in your own personal growth. You are actually leading your life. You're implementing every day. So that makes you a leader, but you just don't have th- those followers yet. So I think the distinction that we need to make. Sure. And if I can take it back, you know, take a little bit further with that as well is we're all leaders, even when it comes to the conversations that we have. So we may not be specifically in a leadership role, but for example, you and I are talking, you're saying something, which is leading me to say something in return. And the, the, the emotional output we have in any interaction or the word choices we use or what we choose to say or what we choose not to say really can lead a conversation or lead a situation in the direction we want to go. So we may not be the quote unquote leader as far as a title, but we do, we are able to move anything, any conversation or any social situation that we're in, in the direction we want to go based off what we do or don't say. Absolutely. And we, and we are basically in, when we're having a conversation like we are now, we're influencing one another. Mm-hmm. So basically ship is influence. Yes. Exactly. Well, I, I really want to jump into the, talking about your book as well. So you were saying that when you were a child, you were reading about all these superheroes and all these comic books, and you really perhaps didn't realize that that's what you were looking for as far as the leadership components of that. How did this book actually come about? Yeah, that's a funny story. I mean, uh, as I was undergoing my training and, and developing as a leader myself, and, and I was immersed, immersing myself in leadership, okay? mm-hmm. I was listening to, to hours of leadership co- leadership content every day and uh so what happens when you immerse yourself in a certain thing you start seeing it everywhere right yeah, I mean, it's true. left right it's there it's there it's there so um i just had a random thought and i just thought because i am a fan of superheroes i just i was just thinking about superman and batman i was like oh oh these guys are great leaders mm-hmm. and then it clicked and then I started writing on a piece of paper that I found right next to me. I started writing down, uh, I think there were 10 at the time, 10 superheroes. And next to their names, I wrote how they lead because they don't lead the same way. Hmm. And when I was done, it took me five minutes to write that because I was really like on a, on a you know, when you have that, that great idea, yes. you're like really excited to write it down. Well, I was in that kind of mode you know, and I was in, in a full-blown full, uh, uh, inspirational mode. When I was finished writing that, I reread it and I was like, oh my God, I have a book. <laughs> that's amazing. And done. that's really how it works. It really is. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And when, now, when did you actually write this book? Because there's been so many superhero movies that are coming out. In fact, Wonder Woman is coming out soon um, as well down here in the United States. So w- when did you actually think about all this? 
Uh, that was about a year and a half ago. Oh, this is perfect. So it's very, very relevant. So it's very true, obviously, for all of the people who watch movies. I mean, so it's really neat that you've taken an amazing concept, a powerful concept, rather, and you've linked it together with, with the world around us today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and see, I was talking about when I was younger, and I've, something I've noticed also is when you're in high school, uh, those who will buy comic books, usually, and I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm putting it generally here, uh-huh. they're not the jocks. The jocks will not go buy comic books, and the popular girls will not go buy comic books. Oftentimes, as people are a bit more low-key, uh, we're not popular in high school, or are struggling with their relationships and, and have a hard time fitting in. Why do they do that? Well, I realized one thing. The reason I did it is because I needed to feel empowered. Mm. Yeah. And give yourself direction, too. And also give yourself a voice, too, because unfortunately, in society, a lot of times they think the more attractive people, the more popular people, the more athletic people are the true leaders. And then the people who may not be in the forefront, they're often left behind or they're often thought about or looked at as if they can't do something because society has this myopic viewpoint. In other words, it has this um, frame of mind that only certain people can actually do that. And so it, it is neat to hear that you really targeted those people who have maybe not yet been able to find their voice, but they have just as much potential to be a powerful leader as anybody else. Exactly. And that's why I think the book will appeal mostly to a younger generation of leaders. And, and you won't have probably a 60 year old guy buying sure. that book. I, mean, you know, I have the odd one here and there, but sure. they won't be their thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask you so, what, what age group would you say specifically this book is written for? I would think, uh, see, because the book has a wide audience, it's mm-hmm. not just superheroes and it's not just leadership. Okay. But obviously, it's going to appeal to both. Uh, so I would think between 15 and 40 years old is probably the target group, uh, and and some people will already be leaders because obviously the principles are very well explained. There, it's not, it's not a John Maxwell book per se, mm-hmm. as in the sense that the very button-down kind of serious approach to leadership. So it's got this lens of superheroes and pop culture, which makes it more young and hip. But it's still going to appeal to those who are already in leadership positions. And obviously, the, the comic book fans, those who love the comic books, and who are looking into maybe developing their lives, becoming better leaders themselves, and growing into a, a more responsible life, they will definitely love this book. Oh, that's wonderful. That, that's really neat. I was actually reading some of the reviews that you had on, on Amazon, and it was pretty, it was, uh, pretty encouraging. So I'm really looking forward to, to helping you promote this book as well. Can you give us an example of, you know, of course, I don't want you to say too much about the book because I want them to buy it. But can you give us an example of maybe one of the, the superheroes or one of the people in pop culture that how they demonstrate their former leadership? Yeah, well, see, I can, I can take it from the, uh, the table of contents. Uh, sure. For example, uh, chapter three is about the Superman type leader. So mm-hmm. basically, it's, it's based on the character of Superman, and I give a lot of comic book references and movie references in it. And Superman is called the leader who forges ahead like a locomotive. Mm. And if you take the Batman in chapter five, the Batman leader, he's the leader who leads from the back, analyzing. And that's what Batman does. He yeah, always he does. thinks things through and analyzes every possible outcome. And it's just a super brain at work. And then he implements with absolute certainty and style, right? And there's obviously the Captain America, who is the brilliant unifier and strategist. Um, Captain America has a, an ability to gather people to form a cohesive unit. 
So that makes him a great, great leader. But he's also at the same time a great strategist and he's going to have these strategies and he knows how to turn on a dime when the, the situation mm-hmm. turns out it's out of hand. He knows just what to do next or he's got a plan B, C and D has got you covered, right? Yeah, very flexible in his leadership style. And you spoke about Wonder Woman uh, earlier. The uh-huh. movie coming, well, there's a Wonder Woman chapter, which is, is called the, the Strong and Versatile Female Lead. So mm. there's, some, there's some goodies for everybody in that book. Yes, yes, it definitely, definitely sounds like that. Yes. When you look back and you read this book yourself, how have you found that just even writing this book has helped you become even a better leader? Yeah, that's been a process, and mm-hmm. it's still ongoing to this day. There's a lot of things I told you right now in this interview that are, are things that I realized after the book was, was written, which is kind of odd, and I didn't expect that. Because when you're into it, when you're inspired and you're just writing it down and you're passionate and you're researching and writing, that's you're in, you're in a certain mode. But once the book is out, once it's done and you go back to it and you relook at the pages and reread it, you see things differently and you, you kind of go inward and try to figure out, why did I write it like this? What, did, mm. what was I trying to accomplish? What was I trying to get? And basically, that's what I, I realized by uh, going... Uh, I guess introverting myself. Sure. Uh-huh. Basically, I was talking to a younger version of myself. Wow. You know, the, that guy who was actually needing leadership growing up, that guy who actually wanted to have more in life, to be more in life, that guy who, who, who knew he had something in him, but who didn't know how to express it. Well, that's the guy I wrote the book to without really knowing it. So today I'm realizing, okay, you know what? I, I wrote this really for a younger generation of leaders, for those people who either uh, are good leaders and you just want to have a, a good read that, that talks about leadership that's entertaining at the same time, but also for those who are just trying to get into that mode or trying to uh, become more, become the person they know they can. That's amazing. Well, just even as you were saying that now, I, I could tell just you were just still having that introspective thought about how this still makes sense for you. So I, I agree with you 100%. Not only do you have the awareness now of what it means, but also in the future as you go back and read this. You know, I know for me, if uh, the different things that I've, I've done as well, either on, on the radio or on YouTube, and I'll go back and listen to it. And I listen to it as a student or listen to it as how my, my listeners hear it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's really good. I should probably really practice that. I mean, even though I do practice it, but you don't realize how much learning you get on the back end as you listen to it, as you read it, as you review it. Because just because you know something doesn't mean you can't learn it in a different facet or continually have it be developed as you ruminate or think about it in the background. So it's so neat to hear on this side as I'm hearing you talk about it, that you are continually learning. You are becoming a better leader, a stronger leader, a more advanced leader in your own life. Absolutely. And I love how you put it. That's so true. I mean, uh, it reminds me of something a, a teacher once said. He said, we always teach best what we most need to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and that's, that's incredibly true. It, like I said, you know, it is interesting when I hear some of those things. I'm like, oh, gosh, apparently that's what I was going through. I didn't realize it. <laughs> but now I can teach it to, you know, to, to my followers as well. So, so it, is, it is really neat how we can definitely use our own real life experiences and help change the world around us. Hey, I'm curious. Uh, sure. what, about, like, what about you and superheroes? Is there a superhero you prefer? Is there one that you admire, that you like, that you would like to be like? That's a great question. You know, um, one of my interns from years ago, they actually bought me a book on the, the psychology of, of superheroes and villains and how they kind of manifested and all that. It was just a, it was a brilliant book. And I, I, unfortunately, I don't have it with me anymore. But, you know, the, the one that always spoke, spoke to me was Superman. You know, Superman was always the one, that, the uh, kind of the straight, straight and narrow 
um, I don't want to say like a Boy Scout, but as far as he was always knew right from wrong, always followed that right path. And I always found for me that that was the one that I always wanted to be like, you know, very, he was very compassionate. He was very caring. Um, uh, and his, his morals and ethics were very sound. And so out of all the superheroes, he was probably the one that I've always aligned myself with. I haven't necessarily thought about it on his leadership style, but when it comes to all of the all of the um, superheroes that I grew up with, that was, he was always my, my favorite one, the one I was always drawn to. That's like, I love getting it from you. I love getting it. Getting no, stats. yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I grew up with all those, you know, for me, uh, I do more Marvel comics as opposed to DC comics, not that they're any better or worse, but out of all of them, Superman has always been the one that's just resonated with me from, and from as a little boy. So, <laughs> so it is really neat to hear you, yeah, you, you know, talk about with that. a lot of people, Superman. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's had so many movies too, just like Batman. You know, it's so it was interesting when you see the the two of them together in that that latest movie that that came out here, um, just to kind of see their their strengths and, and struggles that they had. But yeah, very different characters. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely true. Well, Sebastian, it has been an amazing time speaking with you. I can't wait uh, for my listeners to go out and buy your book, "Lead Like a Superhero: What a Pop Culture Icons Can Teach Us About Impactful Leadership." Where were they finding this information online, and, and where would they be able to purchase the books as well? They can purchase the book anywhere online. Obviously, Amazon.com is probably the best place, but uh, there are so many other companies out there. You can find it. Uh, they, they have it online. So Books A Million, uh, Barnes & Nobles, and uh, all these other good places. So, But uh, definitely, you can find it on Amazon for sure. Yeah. Excellent. So what I'm going to do is I'm also put it on my storefront, jamesmillerlifeology.com. And if my listeners aren't able to find it on Amazon, simply go to my website. Once again, jamesmillerlifeology.com. Go to the storefront, and you will see the book there, Lead Like a Superhero. So if they want to find out any, any information about you and your website, do you have a specific website you'd like to direct them to? So right now the website is undergoing some uh, renovations, I guess you could say. Uh, it, it is thrivingonpurpose.com, but you can find me on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page called uh, Thriving Purpose, yes, uh, on Facebook. And you can just find me also as, at uh, author Sebastian Richard. Sebastian is written at the French-Canadian style, so is. Uh, B-A-S-T-I-E-N at, at the end. So it's not uh, the T-I-A-N, which is usually the way we, we write it in English. So it's written in French, S-T-I-E-N, Sebastian Richard. So author Sebastian Richard. Excellent. Well, once again, Sebastian, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Hey, thanks a lot. It was great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.